from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Hey, hey, here we go. Hour number two, the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Carlos, and Bill in the studio today. Glenn is out uh, doing some great work for the uh, county. Out there trying to keep everybody high and dry. And uh, our buddy Jonathan is out in New Mexico chasing around, trying to get himself some uh, big muleys out there. I guess he's got about another week to go do his thing. I know that uh, uh, Bill Glisson is out at the uh, Tempers at Chama out of New Mexico doing his thing, too. He's going to be back in time for the for the um, one-year anniversary big sale party out there coming up uh, on the 22nd of September out at G5 Feeding Outdoors. So, and then he's going to be hanging out for a few more days, and then he's going back, back out to New Mexico because their season's not going to be over. So everybody's getting out and getting her done, getting out and doing all that stuff and, and having a good time. Uh, during the break, if you uh, heard our commercial for uh, Fishhawk Sporting Clays, I got a, an email from them. I wanted to let everybody know this, that they're going to be having a uh, free uh, women's and kids clinic coming up on September 30th. Now, this clinic is going to be absolutely free of charge and is available to all women of any age as well as all kids uh, up to the age of 21. So if you got a teeny bopper or something wants to get out there and go uh, try to learn some sporting clays, the clinic is going to go over basic safety and shotgun usage. There is no experience at all required for the clinic. Everything you need to be uh, to participate will be provided. So, I mean, it's it's a great learning experience for women and kids to go out there and go do this kind of stuff. So if you want to uh, reserve a spot for the clinic, all you have to do is go uh, check them out at um, uh, Fishhawk Sporting Clays. Send them an email and say, yeah, I'd like to come, do, me and my Do uh, they actually kids. get to shoot? Doesn't say. Everything's going to be provided. That would be a question that you'd want to ask them since uh, they would probably know more than I would. Well. Because I'm just reading what they sent me. So uh, it's going to be uh, everything you need to know and do it and then go out and have fun. But it's absolutely free to uh, women and kids. Yeah. Well. September 30th. My wife my wife has expressed that w- interest in that we may be able to go do something like that at some point in time uh, with some other couples and just go out and have a good time. It is so always maybe, fun out there. Maybe it'd be nice to have her actually get a little bit of, uh, you know, instruction. Uh, we always have a great time out there, no matter uh, who gets to go or whatever, when we're out there broadcasting and uh, get to go out and shoot for the day. It's always fun. It's a beautiful place. Great facility. I love it out there. It's always so nice and yeah. quiet. And There's peaceful. only one problem with that place for Carlos. What's that? He always loses with his gun there. <laughs> Just by a little bit. <laughs> Just by a little bit. I get worked up, man. I get worked up, and he's on me. And But I must say, one of the best shooters I've ever seen, and I don't give compliments that often, is Braden Gunn. Uh, 45 out of 50. That was outstanding. And, okay? and, outstanding. And that was just playing around. I know. He was messing around. He should have had 50 out of 50. He'd say pool. He'd sit there and be talking to the guy, the, the young man pulling the target. And well, then at the last with, minute, whip around and boom, boom. It's like. Yeah, I, I was I was actually amazed watching him going, wow, this guy's pretty good. And, and, he, does, and he doesn't go as often as he used to. So it's even more. Uh, amazing, actually. I uh, I just 
tried to go out and have fun. We did have fun, man. We had a blast. I, I got a know, nice picture of that. I didn't show you guys. I got a nice picture of us. I always like to go out there and mess with those Boy Scouts. They're out there trying to do their best job, and you know they're, they're, they're so thoughtful. Many serious they're people. Nice yeah, you were scaring and, them, man. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, getting loud and yelling and. They're just not used to me, I guess. I was like, Nobody's used to you. And, and you know what I kept telling? I was whispering to him, he's not on his medication. <laughs> he doesn't take it till nine. You know what's really funny is every time I go out with uh, John and the family and everybody out to go dove hunting down south, uh, they always invite me every year. And I always say, I don't I don't think it's to go out there and shoot the doves. I think it's because I'm out there babysitting because I got all the... All the kids, everybody's all hanging around. Uh, you're the Pied Piper of yeah, kids. Yeah, I'm, I'm the Pied Piper out there entertaining everybody. And uh, th- in the meantime, I'm I'm not hitting very much because I'm messing around too much. But it's uh, because it's it's fun. It, it's fun. It's 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 not all about going out and killing doves. It's about going out there and having fun, having dinner, and and you know being able to talk with everybody and let the kids run around and. And uh, learn some things while they're out there. It's always fun. It's kind of like what you talk about about deer camp. You know, there's there's so much more to it than just the social aspect. Well, Bill, it's Bill a, really a likes thing. Bill really, I think, likes um, turkey camp. Yeah, he does go to PA. Oh, for, he does go to PA for deer camp. But at Fishhawk, his main objective is to beat me now with my own beret. <laughs> That's all he cares about. That That's true. all he thinks about. He wants and to I beat me. And I have a me. perfect score. Yeah, uh, but see the bad part so about far. the bad part about. That is, is now if you say, I'm not going to let you use my gun, it's because of that reason. You know what I'm saying? It yeah, makes you after, look bad either way. If he beats me again, yeah, no, he better bring his own stuff. The first year, I didn't have my glasses. The second year, I got my glasses. I can see great. And I don't think he did as good as he did the, when he hey, couldn't that's see. That's okay. You know, you, know when it, you, when know, it, you know what? When it counted in Argentina... I did well. That's right. Okay. You know why? That's where. You know why? Because he was. You were too serious, man. You were out there, and it was like you. You showed up. You had the gun. You knew there was pressure. It was between you and Bill George. You know, I had my glasses. I'm like, oh, I'm going to smoke them this year. And, and you were you were overthinking it. You were getting out there, and you, it's like when you play golf. You know, if you don't go out there to have fun, and when you go play golf, then you're just going to be shanking, and and it's just going to be because the more you mess up. The more the miserable you get. Yeah. I, missed, I missed the easy shots and I make the hard ones. Yep. That's exactly right. how that right. happens, I don't know. Yeah, and, and it's because you're overthinking it. Yep. And, and that's you, what and I try not. not to do. <laughs> you were not. You had 45 out of 50. That's what I was trying not to. I'm and we still lost because some guy came in with 49 <laughs> out of 50. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I mean, well, you, you know. didn't even place at, at 45. We're not supposed to win. I mean, yeah, we're I know, just I out know. there to have fun and, and participate. I, I'd hate to be that, you know. That's oh, why yeah. I throw my game a little bit. Just exactly. To to, you know, somebody has got to do it. I got, I got you, man. You're all good. So uh, this year when we do it uh, coming up, I guess, uh, Bill George, uh, you're going to have to go out to uh, G5, find yourself one of those really nice TriStars, go out and purchase it, and have your own gang on. But then I might not win. Well, that's, you know what? Then that's on you. And that's, Glenn. Glenn is pretty good with that old shotgun he has. What is it, a J.C. Higgins? Yeah, that's he's pretty impressive with that, too. Glenn's been doing it quite a while. Yeah. And trust me, I always get way far away from Glenn when we're on a dove field. <laughs> well, actually, he's, because that he's, he's usually... Because shoot one right out from underneath Well, he's you. usually on an ATV, zipping all over the place, shooting them all <laughs> over the place. And then he gets his limit, and then he comes and starts bugging you. No, <laughs> I, we went up one year with the guys with uh, uh, by, uh, with the guys from Hancock. Went up and uh, did a dove hunt up there. 
No, I'm sorry. We were with um, uh, Fireman uh, Felix. We went up to Felix's place up there, and uh, he was probably about 40 yards or so away from me on my right, and he'd always go, coming on your left, coming on your left. Well, I'm looking at something coming over the right, and uh, before I could swing back, boom, he'd shoot it out from underneath me. It'd land right in front of me. I'm like, I'll get that for you. Don't worry. I got it right here for you. I'll pick it up. He that's, goes, that's he goes goal. I, I called you three times, man. It was coming your way. And, I, and I've been trying for like three years at least that we went to Uncle William's place all together to see if we can broadcast live from the Dove Field. That would be amazing with our families and friends and stuff like that. That'd be awesome. Man. That we would be to fun do, down we need there to, to do, do that. that. Yeah. But then again, that's another place where you want to get Glenn really, really far away from you. Yeah. Well, usually we all want him far away from us for a multitude of reasons. Right? Mainly yeah. because uh, that little J.C. Higgins, man, it's got some good range on it. I don't know if it's got a full choke on it or what, but he seems to be able to pop those things right out. Just as you're getting ready to pull the trigger, you hear that shot go. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I'll, he's right here in front of me. I'll just take two steps and pick him up for you. And, no big deal. And Glenn says, add him to your bag limit. Yeah, no, you can, keep, you, can keep, you can keep that one. Yeah, thanks a lot. All right, we're going to take a fast break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford and G5 Feed and Outdoors. Sale going on until September 22nd. Go out and see him today. We'll be right back, you guys. Welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Bill, and Carlos in the studio today. What's up, What's What's up, up? with that money, man? What were you doing? You over there bribing our uh, producers over there? What are you, what are you doing there? Some extra time. No. no, I was thinking about a Klondike bar. Oh. Ice cream what, would you, what would you do for a Klondike bar? Well, he's going to whip out some cash and go in there and shake the machine. That's what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little uh, bit later on in the show, we were going to talk to uh, Carlos about his uh, big adventure. I've been waiting for... What almost six a weeks, month? Six weeks, maybe. Did to hear about this? Uh, you know, when uh, I, I told him when he came in to fill in for me a couple weeks ago, I was like, "Dude, don't mention anything about it because I want to hear all about it when I want to be there." Yeah. Because I won't be able to hear it out running around at Disney World. So yeah, I want to. Gl- Glenn to- brought it up, and I said, "Hey, Braden, talk about <laughs> it when he gets back." Yeah, because I, I want to. I want to well, hear all it about a, it. It was because, an amazing trip, man. Well, well because uh, I know that uh, our our buddy Tony Casiano, he was down there with you, and uh, yeah, down in uh, Argentina, awesome. and he's out right now uh where's he at he's in idaho he's in idaho in fact fact, i was going to try to have sebastian call in um this morning and talk about his uh outfit they're not even awake well they might be awake by now but now i I saw i knew they were going i just didn't know when but they're uh they were up in about five thousand six thousand feet. no i saw his his facebook page he said he uh, did nine miles uh, to an elevation of over six thousand feet, so and he was dying. I by bet the he, way, I bet the Florida kid, yeah, Flatlander going up there, yeah, he's st- he's probably still asleep. Florida kids, even worse, New yeah. York kid, New York kid, he's, yeah, but he's, he's only been here a few months. Yeah, but that's enough to where you could thin that blood out, and uh, you and I know we've been up in the mountains, and um, I, I made the joke, and it's the truth. I, I remember one year we went up to go see Red Rocks. We drove up into the mountains from Denver. And went up to the uh, where uh, U2 uh, filmed uh, Sunday, Bloody Sunday, that, that, that stage that's built into the rocks. And the amphitheater is actually part of the canyon and all that. So we drove up there that night. And you park up at the top of the hill. And then you walk downhill to the amphitheater. I had to stop three times. And that was, I mean, it was maybe a 300 yards. 
and um, there's just no air. But the, and, you know, the, there's a medication. There's a medication you can take. I don't know the name, but it, when we were in Argentina, one of the it's called Jack Daniels. Oh, no, 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 no. It's an Jack actual pharmaceutical. Um, one of the one of the That's older one of the gentlemen. That's the pharmaceuticals no, on the planet. No, yeah. one of the older gentlemen told us that he has a prescription of that. He carries it everywhere he goes. I man, all I know is that uh, you know they kept doing the whole thing when they looked back and they're like, "Are you all right?" And I'm going, "Because they live there." I'm no. like, I was okay. I, gotta, I, I, I was okay on. in Argentina, not so much in Mexico when I was in. Uh, oh, the up in the mountains. Yeah, the Sonora Mountains. Uh, I think the highest I got up was about nine thousand feet, <laughs> and I was having a little trouble. There's no and air my, up my there. Gu- my guide was seventy years old, and he would turn around. You okay? And I'd be like, Yeah, yeah. And as soon as he'd turn around, I'd be, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd say, Hey, I need, I need to stop and get some water, and I'd waste time just so I can. <laughs> You know, catch my breath. Catch back you know? up. Yeah, it was, it was, it was. But you know what? Your adrenaline's pumping too, and that helps out. So you know. Yeah, but then you start getting headaches and all that stuff. Then you, they got to take you back down. I mean, you can get altitude sickness going from Florida to there, especially when I was uh, traveling with the team. When I was with the uh, traveling with the Buccaneers, you know, you're there. You get there that day, and then the next day they play a game, and so there's no time to acclimate. When they used to play in Denver, Maha Stadium. You would really, you'd find yourself standing on the sidelines going. <sighs> That's why they have those oxygen things there, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you it really does affect you, uh, especially that quick. You know, usually, I know uh, later on, uh, they would try to give you two days. They would fly out early mm-hmm. and try to give you at least a day to acclimate a little bit so you're not so overwhelmed by it. But it's the truth. I know not- some people get bloody noses. Yeah. You had to do two things. Uh, they would, It was mandatory. You had to drink uh, uh, about every... Jack Daniels? <laughs> once, once an hour on the flight, they would have to drink uh, two, two 12 ounces of water or something that was liquid to stay hydrated so that when you got there, because it dries you out so quickly mm-hmm. up in that altitude, too. You don't think about that. But uh, I know that uh, Tony's out having a good time. He's out there chasing some big old giant Idaho elk, and there's plenty of them out there. That's one of those, one of these days. If uh, my my numbers come in, I'll be flying out to Idaho to get one of those big boys out there. It'd be nice to get out there. You don't play the numbers occasionally, every once every in a while. Once while. Yeah, yeah. Me, me too. That's like my part time job. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. You know, I'm not in there every with my folders and stuff like you get behind those poor guys at Seven Eleven. You're like, dude, seriously, how much are you spending on that thing? And um, I always said I would do. Go to Idaho, and then while I was in the area, head over, go to the West Coast, try to get a black-tailed deer. I'd love to get one. Oh, uh, man, mule deer and... Um, get them in, in, in one shot. And I want some ribeye in the sky. What, what is that? Sandhill cranes. Sandhill cranes, man. Oh, go to Tejas for that, man. Yeah, you could only get three over there. You go to Mexico, you How can much get ten. What? Cost the same thing. Seriously? Yeah. You can get 10 in a, per day? You can go to where I went in Mexico for the Goulds Turkeys, uh, El Halicón. Uh, great people. Uh, in fact, Mike Tussie from Osceola Do- uh, Outdoors is friends with uh, yeah. Manuel and his son Carlos. And um, you go up there, and they told me you, you can get 10. 10, 10 a, a day? 10 a day. But, but what do you do? You know, can you bring them back? You can't bring them across the border. No, but they can feed everybody at the but, lodge. Yeah, let's see. Tejas, at least you get three, you can take them home. Well, you know, 
Is that three per the season or three per day out in Texas? Do you I think know? Three per day. It's like four hundred fifty bucks. I was looking into it. What's well, so what? You got two days. You got six or seven. Yeah, or but whatever. you still got to fly to Texas or or drive, and you know you're, you're looking at it, it's going to cost you about the same to go to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, where no. you can't take a gun. No, that's okay. Use that gun, man. You can't take a gun. You can't bring it back. You could, I mean, ta- you could take a gun. You just got to go through all the stuff. I don't. I usually rent. Yeah, forget it. Right. I got I got Listen, you give me any weapon, I'll figure it out. So I I'm Texas. coming back with something. The I'm FBI was sending a whole bunch down there a few years ago. Do what now? The FBI was sending a whole bunch down there. <laughs> yeah, they got plenty of Canadians, yeah, I guess. You would know about that. They're watching you. Fast and Furious. FWC, CIA, FBI, everything's watching, Bill. I don't know if I'd be taking an M4 out there to shoot at uh, Sandhill Cranes. No. It's a little... Uh, no. It's a little, especially if they're flying. No, but I, I, I heard they that they taste great. I, I've never had it, but I'd like to do that. It's just a little, nothing too fancy, but, you know, it's just something I want to do there. Bill's falling asleep. Uh, uh, no, no. He, he has no interest in it. That's why he's over there just no, giving I, you the plain look. I'd like to get him on the list here in Florida. One, one a season. That would be nice. Just, uh, I'm all for one. that. Let's do that. Let's start the petition. Come yeah. on. Call in. The phone call call is conservative archery only. What? For starters. No. We we can't have this bear hunt. Nobody's like Tim Wells that could shoot a sandhill crane out of the out of the sky. I'm not doing that. Have have you heard about the 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 swans over there in Lakeland? Yeah, what's the deal with that? The swans are getting hit by the cars. And so now they're trying to figure out how they can restrict the car flow to keep the swans from getting hit by the car. I heard that story, and I almost strangled my own radio. And and I said to myself, why wouldn't you put up a little fence to keep the swans from walking in the road? Or here's an idea. Go but, buy, they, but they have go signs. Go buy some more. Uh, swan crossing signs. Who cares? Go buy some more. They're a non-native species anyway. But the queen gave them to us. Uh, queen of what? Queen, queen of hearts. England. Uh, who cares? Listen, there's a lot of them. Every color, possibly. Lakeland. White, cares. black, black and white, gray. There, there's all sorts of swans. Oh, it's there. But that that's the go that's buy the some symbol, more. That's the symbol of Lakeland. Is the swan. Go buy some more. They sell swans all over the place. No. I mean, I'm sure you can go get swan eggs and put them but, out there, and and nobody will know the wiser which ones were the queen's but swans and which were not. The population has been increasing, and the number of accidents is increasing. <sighs> Accident with cars. How they, much damage is a swan going to do when you bounce him off your front grill off oh. of an F-150? What's the deal? I don't know. Yeah, so I ain't worried about it. Well, I got they forty usually, inch tires. They, they usually cross the road with you know a buddy. There's no, I never really see one by themselves. There's usually two or three. So, so you're saying that eight passing away in a year could be all one accident? <laughs> well, if, no, yeah, it could be. But, but you know what? So when, you, that- when, you, when you think about it, eight in a year, 365 days by thousand, how many thousand cars pass through there? And, you know, it's, so, it's a low number. But what I'm saying is if that's, a multi, if that's only Look, they like got no one pre- or two they got accidents. They got no predators. So, something's got to take a couple out, you know, because they're overpopulated. People, it's, oh, look, it's, you go look, by those The last time we went there a few years ago to feed them, they're so full that you throw the bread and it stays there. The seagulls come and eat it. So you're allowed to feed them. Yeah, people oh. go there and feed oh, them all the time. They're pets. Mm. Mm. Mascots. Okay. Mascots. Are they pets. mascots or are they Something pets? Something like that. 
I think it's Lake Morton. Lake Morton has the biggest concentration. Well, when I heard the story and that Bill uh, Bill is alluding to over in uh, Lakeland, I, I thought the same thing. I thought, how many hundreds of thousands of dollars is the city of Lakeland going to spend on speed bumps to slow down traffic and, uh, you know, other signs and other usage and all that stuff just to save a non-native species that's... Um, the symbol that's actually symbol uh, of Lakeland that's committing suicide by going and walking Listen, across the road while people are driving. Why would a city choose a, a mascot that isn't even from here? Because they're majestic, take an osprey, graceful, they look nice, and they're know. very tasty as well. Colorful, I don't know, they are tasty. They hunt the crud out of them up in Alaska. What's the big deal? Nothing. Maybe they should open up that season. Why don't you petition that, Bill George? 888 404 888-404-1010. Glenn is going to hang himself with the pump <laughs> We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay with us. We'll be back. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Monkeys, everything. Braden, Bill George, and Carlos. What's up? What's up? We were in the studio today. We were uh, during the break while Bill was out <laughs> trying to get ice cream. We uh, we're still talking about the, as we always have to bring up in here, the non-natives problems that we have here in the state of Florida when it comes to uh, certain wildlife, uh, you know, with the discussion of the swans over in Lakeland. And we have the solutions, by the way. And and now I was telling him, I was like, you know, they got Canadian geese over there where Vince is over in Seminole and he can't, he can't do anything over there. And I said, you know, if, if they're uh, unlucky enough to uh, fly over certain areas of Tampa Bay during duck season, you know, you could take them out then, but pretty much where they are, uh, you know, there's not much really you can do about it. And that's the reason they're there. But now, uh, Bill George brought up an interesting thing, because if it's a non-native species, of course, he's saying, why can't you shoot them? Why can't you do this? Or maybe do it with a bow Canadian or whatever. Canadian geese are not non-native, non-native species. To the state of Florida? To the state of Florida. They're, they're not they're, considered they're a non-native? They're migratory birds. Okay, they're called Canadian geese. But but I understand Canada what he means. Canada goose. Whatever. But if they take up no residency... If they take up residency here... And uh, they're here permanently, or they're at least staying for months at a time. Uh, I guess there's really nothing you can do about them because they're federally protected. So uh, you have to wait till duck season to be able to do it, and you'd have to do it the same way that you're allowed to do during duck season. Yeah. I know. I know. There's a big concentration up in Jacksonville, Florida. I have a friend up there, Freddie Roland. We got the I've Egyptians there. over there in the uh, on I've, the I've on the, the East Coast. Yeah, I've seen the Egyptians down south of, near Boca Raton, and they're so. supposedly spreading now over into the central part of the state as well. So, yeah, uh, that'll give you more opportunities to knock one of those out of the sky occasionally. But uh, the thing is, is I remember. Uh, watching it back in the day on Mutual of Omaha or something like that where they were trapping these <laughs> ones and taking them out. And um, the thing was, is I was going to ask you, Bill George, what's the difference between, you know, shooting a net over a bunch of uh, Canadian geese that have taken up residency during the off season uh, and, and the people who go through the neighborhoods and collect the Muscovy ducks with the, you know, the big, you know, dog catcher nets? Well, the Muscovy duck is not federally regulated and it's the, also and the, the canada goose is for people that don't know that is actually the laziest duck in the world <laughs> they won't fly for anything 
Either that or they're really smart because they know they can't get blown out of the sky if they're flying. Well, mm-hmm. I, the ones in my neighborhood, they do fly. They fly all over the place. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. during breeding season or whatever. They're flying all over the place at, at like at uh, 8, 10 levels down the street. I mean, they almost right. get hit by cars all the time. But, wow. Uh, and occasionally they do. But I just wondered, you know, if they take up residency, I guess that's something that the FWC would have to evaluate for removal. Well, some states like Pennsylvania open a goose season earlier prior towards the migratory time where they have very liberal bag limits in order to try and get some of these geese that before they leave that, or... that aren't the migratory ones and get them get them gone. That's a good idea. That is and, a good idea. And so, you know, you could maybe work with the state of Florida FWC in order to try and do put something that like on, that. Put that on your agenda, Bill. My Come agenda? Yep. They, uh, that and it, the Sandhill Cranes. There's a lot of them. Sandhill Cranes is before oh, Let's the, throw some water turkeys geese. in, too, uh, while we're no. at it. Anahingas, there's too many. You're there's, not going to get rid of cormorants. There's yeah. no way. There's, it's not going to happen. One a season. Uh, for what? For you know what? you're not going to eat it. No, I mean, but, there's no, no way you're going to put fertilizer. that. I don't know, <laughs> but there's too many. No. No. It's fertilizer season, everybody. Get your guns. It's cormorant no, season let's, let's to get help, one. Let's help the fishermen out, man. Come on. Oh, wow. Let's, you know. That's only in certain places where no, they, I was they fish, get over. I was fishing one of the, the pits in um, Mulberry, and uh, let's just say that before you rounded that big bend, you could smell them. And when you went around, it was all white, and there was probably 100,000 of them. It was insane. I've never seen anything like it. It's amazing how devastating they can be to freshwater areas, especially yeah. landlocked lakes and stuff like all that. All the They're trees, really... everything below them were all covered in white, and you can smell it for, you know, like 200 Oh, yeah, and it kill, yards, kills all the yards. vegetation, kills everything out there. But uh, They were nesting. Oh, well, good for them. Uh, but so the thing is, is we were talking about the Swans deal and what uh, the city of Lakeland was, was planning on doing, spending, uh, you know, taxpayer funds to... Uh, try to keep them from getting hit by cars. And I was just wondering if they were going to do some sort of removal season for that as well, or they were just going to let nature take its course. And if they're going to do that, then Carlos has a good point. The only way that they're going to keep the numbers down is for the vehicles to actually do that. Since they're not going to do it, well, they don't have predators. I don't. I've never seen a gator in that water. That's so. what I'm saying. They're not. So they're not going to have. Uh, there was you know, a homeless the, guy going around eating the eggs though a couple years ago. Okay, well, that helps to keep the numbers down, but uh, for the adults, it doesn't do anything. Well, I don't know. I don't see them flying around all that much. That's what I'm saying. They're not migratory anymore, right? They were brought here. They were hatched here or whatever. I don't know how the queen got them here. Oh, and uh, under her skirt, like, you know, her dress or something. (laughs) I don't know. Damn. Well, (laughs) I don't know. So what what year was that, Bill? The thing is this. This is where the rules get confusing. FWC regulates hunting and fishing. Right. FWC, I don't know, has a rule anywhere in there that protects a swan. So what would happen if you... Well, didn't Braden Braden say, isn't that a federally protected bird? The swan? Yeah. If it's migratory, if it's one that was brought over from England, uh, you know, I don't even know if it's... Do we have any native swans... I don't know, the, but there's the even North America. There, there's, yeah, well, Lake in Alaska. Morton, I mean, in Lake Morton, there's even snow geese. I was telling um, Braden during the break. There's snow geese there, for God's sakes. And where? In Lake Morton. In Lakeland. Yeah. 
So are they doing this to protect yeah. them as well? Not too, or is far this from, just... not too far from Lakeland Electric. You can go to a park on it. People feeding them all the time. Do they get hit by cars? Do you know? i never seen one flat in there, and I pass through that all the time. So, whatever. Maybe they get hit at night, maybe? <laughs> People drive slow, man, through there. I, I don't, don't know. know. I, don't, did they, so, I don't think swans fly I don't know. At night. Park, park a broken police car there, and people will slow down. You know, just park one on the side. Put one of those mannequins. windows. Oh, oh, yeah. Put the mannequins in there. Yeah, yeah. it'll be all good. Carlos is, uh, take your broken down police car that doesn't work, park it there. Don't spend any money on speed bumps. Don't spend any money on signs. We're done. Look, if they want to do something, call me, Bill George. We'll get, you know, Will Sullivan, a couple of my buddies together, and we'll, we'll help out. We'll remove removal. There you go. You know, we'll help Just out. Try to help bit. out. Yeah, a small season, you know, one week or something. I don't. I can't believe they haven't brought a biologist in to determine what the uh, carrying what capacity, the carrying capacity of the lake would be for the amount of uh, you know fowl natural, that are there. Natural food, sure, all that stuff. Well, no, you know, they, he's no, telling they, me no. They have feeders there as well for them, and there's fenced in areas for them to nest. Well, okay then. <laughs> Then they're not going anywhere. No. As long as there's free food and free housing, uh, sure, they're not going to go anywhere. So, you know, AKA pets. Oh, you lose a couple to cars. That goes I mean, that happens, that happens in neighborhoods. Cats and dogs get hit by cars all the time. By well, mistake. I was going to say, yeah. if it's that's why I asked you earlier if, if they're considered a pet, because if they're a pet, then that means they should be under a certain amount of care and they should be. Uh, trained to be put up at night or at certain times and that kind of thing like that. If they're traveling, where are they going if they're going across a road to from to, one lake to, to another? Eat, to or? eat grass on uh, the the houses, the the houses that are right across the street. I, I see them grazing there. So that goes back to the question of if it ends up on your private property, does it become uh, an item that you could take advantage of or, or not take advantage why of? Why don't, why don't you call throw FWC and ask them? That would be an interesting thing. We ought to get. I'll call Officer Nick and see what he has to say about it. Yeah. Because uh, I'm sure well, you know he's <laughs> Officer Nick's going to be diplomatic. I'm going to say it's no. probably going to be a very elusive answer. Yeah, it's going to be one of those. He's a, well, sharp, he's a sharp guy, uh, man. You know. Well, uh, well we, they, they don't want you to be able to go back and say, "I talked to an officer. He said I, if it lands in my yard, and that's, I can." And that's why most FWC officers, and I've spoken to a few of them, they do not duck hunt because they don't want to take the chance of shooting a duck. That's out of the bag limit, or you know what I mean, or so, one that was not supposed to be shot. Exactly. So a lot of them, you know, they'll, they'll go somewhere else and do that. Exactly. Go to uh, Stuttgart, Arkansas, yep. and take the plug out of your shotgun and shoot snow geese until your barrel melts. And don't go with regular guys like us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a fast break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the big sale going on at G Five Feeding Outdoors, and of course, our good friends out at Brandon Ford. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody. It is the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors. Thank you so much for uh, joining us this morning. Appreciate everybody out there listening and hanging out with us. Hey, by the way, go uh, check out our uh, our uh, website. You can uh, link up to our Facebook page, all that kind of good stuff right there. Just go to bigandwild.com, bigandwild.com. Go check it out. Uh, we have a... Some good stuff on there, some good pictures and things like that. And uh, we always try to keep you up to date on some stuff. There's a nice little uh, widget on there with some outdoor news on there that's updated every single day. So it's uh, a good thing to go check out every once in a while. It's always fun. 
Uh, Bill George does a great and incredible job keeping that website up and keeping it nice and uh, looking good and trim and healthy and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, I did want to remind everybody that uh, there is a big giant sale going on out at G5 Feeding Outdoors. Uh, Life outdoors without limits. That's what they're saying these days. And you go out there and you check out some of the new inventory that's been added out there in the uh, hunting and fishing uh, department out there. They're moving things around. They got some great deals going on right now this time of year on the uh, on the ATVs, all that kind of good stuff out there. If you're looking for a, a UTV, ATV, a four wheeler type thing, they got great deals on every single one of them. I think out there, if you uh, go in there, they have the flyer by the front door, and you can go out there and check out some of the great deals they got on the Alteras, the Prowlers, the Havocs, the Z Forces, the uh, the Wildcats, the Recoils, which is the electric one out there that was pretty amazing. My kids will absolutely love that thing. And uh, the Stampede, the one that Jonathan has out there, the big one where you can just shove the whole family in there. I think it'll hold about six people and all your stuff in the back. Uh, it's all happening out there. They're having some great uh, some deals out there, so you want to go check it out. Also, they got the uh, Garmin's in, the dog tracker collars and and uh, the Garmin watches, some of those actually do track your dogs as well. So uh, it goes hand in hand. I know we sold a lot of those collars uh, during this past week. A lot of guys getting ready for hog season. It's getting a little cooler. Nice to be out in the woods in the evening uh, when it's not pouring down rain. <laughs> and uh, dogs getting out there, they get a little sloppy. And it's nice to know where they are out there in those swamps, especially when alligators are moving around. You want to know if your collar is still moving or is it? abruptly stopped and now going in a different direction yeah because unfortunately they find them in gators bellies they, every they, now and then they and absolutely in, do in, in, in fact when me and bill and brian went to drop off the 10-3 that we were fortunate enough to harvest uh there was a much bigger gator in there which i took a picture <laughs> of which was 12 feet and a few inches and it had swallowed a dog and you can tell it was in its stomach and the thing was huge i remember uh, a few years back there was a report of one that was taken out of blackwater uh, management area which is up there near the alabama co- uh, border up there in the state of florida and this alligator had a pond out in the middle of the woods wasn't a very big one it's about the size of a pool and uh, he had the whole thing all to himself and uh, a guy had lost, had finally had a tracking collar and lost a dog in the area. And when they went looking for it, it was beep, 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 indicating that he was in the lake. And he's like, well, my dog wouldn't be in that lake. I have no reason for that dog to be in the lake. He's not swimming in the lake. So where is my dog? And uh, come to find out there was an alligator that was sitting out there. And anytime these hunting dogs would be out running deer or running hogs, they get hot, they get tired. They find the little pond out in the middle of the woods, and they go, oh, finally, I can come over and get a drink of water. And well, it was over. So when they ended up they ended up killing the alligator and pulling it out, and it had some stupid number like 13 or 20 dog collars in its stomach that hadn't been digested. Collars of, you know, not tracking ones, yeah. but regular leather and, uh, you know, plastic, you know, the fluorescent ones. And uh, this... This gator been sitting out there snacking on dogs for Lord knows how long. Well, what a lot of people don't realize is a lot of those ponds, those alligators made by wallowing out, you know, in the wet season, they wallow out a hole. So when the water level drops down, they have water and it does attract all the stuff 
to the dinner table. Yeah, I, possums, I, raccoons, you name it. They go down there to take a drink and one of the largest, the, the biggest alligator I've ever seen in the wild. I was working for uh, Orlando High Lift back in the day in my younger days, and I was flying around in a helicopter, and we were on our way to Tallahassee. And I had the slide doors open. I was in a 1957 Sikorsky, a big troop transporter. So I'm sitting there in this helicopter with the door slid back, and I got my feet dangling out. I got my bomber's belt rig on, and I'm sitting there and just watching the world go by at about 300 feet. And I'm sitting there just looking at the world, you know, looking between my legs and seeing stuff and just hanging out, enjoying the helicopter ride. And out in the middle of these woods, somewhere north of Ocala, out in the middle of nowhere, here's this perfectly round pond that maybe was probably about 20 feet across. Looked like a sinkhole, you know, like it was just perfectly round. In the middle of this sinkhole was an alligator that almost stretched across that entire thing. It had to be at least 13 feet long. And, I mean, he was right in the middle of it. And it just looked, I was like, I can't believe it's even real. So I got on the I got on the uh, two way and I'm going Dale Dale look out the window look over here look at this gator out here and he's going that can't be real and I'm going yeah look at that thing look at that size of that thing and so we actually banked around dropped down a hundred feet wanted to go back over and take a look at it and when we got close that gator literally kind of just gave a splash and sank down and went down in the bottom of it. I don't know if it was you know some blue sink out in the middle of nowhere but this guy had this whole thing all to himself and well, i'm went. telling you bill george wants coordinates now <laughs> i'm telling you <laughs> if i'd have known back in the day how to do that if we didn't have gps's or anything it would have been nice to go beep mark that sucker right yeah, there just drop, a, drop a pin right there because your uh, cell phone he was huge well i mean you know you remember big owl they used to live out at bush gardens that mm-hmm. like monster yeah. big fat that's exactly the first thing i thought i was like oh my god there's big owl sitting right there in the middle of that wonder, thing wonder what he was eating there oh i'm sure he ate everything that came up there to get a nice cool Whatever drink of water come by yep, especially at night probably for about 80 years that thing had been sitting out there just chomping around and having a great old time there was a there was one turkey season i was going through devil's creek swamp out in green swamp and i found an alligator den entrance in the swamp bottom that you could put a VW bug in the front end of that thing. And that's like, I don't want to go near. I don't want to go look in there. I don't, I, you know, I'm not going near that because he's big. Something that big to get a hold of you, that's that's pretty much, it's, it's over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even on land. Uh, you're well, not going to. I'm, I'm going through Devil's Creek Swamp. There's nobody going to find me in there. <laughs> Not in this century anytime no, soon. No, Some no. archaeologist later on might find We'll find, we'll find your dog collar. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get your uh, Garmin tracking watch on there. We'll find the dog beep, collar beep. Susie put on you. Uh, coming up next hour, I wanted to uh, get um, Carlos to chapping and flapping to see how his trip was. I wanted to save it till the last hour. Uh, I wanted to hear all about his adventures down in Argentina because um, he's our everyman. You know, he got to go on a trip of a lifetime that a lot of us may never, ever, ever get to do. And I know that, Carlos, when uh, you got invited, when Tony said, I got a spot, do you want to go? Yeah. Um, you know, you, you didn't even think twice about it. I think you well, actually. Well, no, I, I didn't want to go. My wife is I was going to say. She's, I, she, because of her is because I went. She's, well, an, I think, she's an enabler. Well, I know that. So, well, I think, the, I think the thing was is that, you know, there was uh, some monetary, you know, stuff involved in there and of course you're thinking to the family and, yeah. and all that other stuff and your wife is 
you know, the sweetheart that she is, she went, you know what? This is, she realized that this is a chance of a lifetime for you to go. Wow. And uh, you need to go do this. Yeah, and Tony, you know, has, over the years, he's invited me on a bunch of trips, you know, but, you know, and you can't whether go. it's vacation or family or, or finances or, or va- you know, just your vacation time or things you have planned, you can't go. Tony's an expensive friend to have, by yes. the way. I just thought I'd point that out. You know, Tony Caggiano is a very expensive friend to have. Me, me and Will Sullivan have come to that conclusion. Well, of course but he is. He's he, a great guy, though. Man. He's that guy you like to go hang out with, but you can't afford to. Yeah, he, he, he's he got a great job, but he does work really hard with what he does. And it is hard yeah. to be, be away from his family uh, weeks on end, sometimes two or three weeks uh, being at Hodges. But, you know, he's got to do it. Yeah. Somebody's got to do it. Well, he's got to go check it out as part of his business. But when we come back in the uh, third hour, we're going to get the uh, whole sordid story. I want to hear from from the beginning to the end. Uh, Maybe about five, ten minutes. That's about it. That's it? Yeah. We don't want to put it. Well, so much for coming in today. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, well, we got pictures. You can you know post what? something this, on Facebook. or this is, a, this is as exciting as listening to Bill George's Gator Hunt last night. Hey. It wasn't my gator hunt. I was a passenger last night. Yeah, that's right. He was an observer. I'll jazz it up for you. We'll talk during the break. We'll talk during the break. Yeah, there better be some. uh, There better be some dancing girls involved or something. I know. We were just talking about the invasive species. FWC's commission meeting is September twenty sixth, twenty seventh, and guess what's on the agenda. Invasive species? Invasive species. Oh, really? Where's it going to be? Yeah, where's Tallahassee. The oh, man. That's Why a, is it always so far away? That's where you made... That's the only one well, you've that, ever made is in Tallahassee. Well, you're, you're never... You you can't go to that one. Do you think you can yes, get... Yes, I'm going to that one. Do you, you, think got, you, you got the day off? I'm going to be in Tallahassee. No, you're going to be working in Tallahassee <laughs> remotely. Why don't you see if you can get a hold of George Soros if he can't get us a few buses and stuff, and then, you know, we'll we'll get a bunch of hunters and we'll just bus ourselves in there. But, think, think you're going to pay for that? But invasive species right. is on the list, and so maybe it would be a perfect time to say it there and say, well, can I take the geese and the, the swan in Lakeland? Carlos Lopez from Lakeland, <laughs> wants to know. <laughs> I understand. My only question to the FWC would be, why don't you remove all penalties for anybody who dispatches an invasive species? Well, you have to define dispatch because, in, you know, you, you have can, to, uh, people, Pretty much they know what the word dispatch over. means. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's Boomerang. Not, you know, um, slingshot. I'm going to give you the immortal words of, of Bill George. That thing doesn't know the difference between death of a 270 or a 300 wind mag. Dead is dead. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it does not oh, matter. Boy. So, boomerang, golf club, whatever it takes. Get her done. Mm. All right, top of the hour. Here we go. Bigger Wild Outdoors, G5 Feeding Outdoors. Big sale. Go by see you today. And Brandon Ford will be back.